Hello. Hello and welcome. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast. And we're out with another podcast today, as you hear, because you are listening to it. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who is quietly sleeping, but ready at any moment to get up and either bite my feet or have something to say about the show. So welcome or welcome back, whether you've been here before or are a first timer. I'm glad you're here. The podcast has been a little inconsistent lately, and that will probably remain for some time. But thank you for being here and listening, subscribing. That way you get all the podcasts as soon as they come out. Today we're going to have some uh, news from In The News, basically some trucking news, because uh, I got some comments on things that are happening, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people that live on this planet that we have to provide tax money to so we can buy dry cheese sandwiches for them to keep them alive rather than blasting ourselves to the nearest planet, to to this planet that is possibly able to sustain life and may already have life on it. Maybe. We don't know because we're not there. That's the reason that uh, we have problems getting to mars so uh let's talk about what's going on and um, what's going on in the news and uh, let's see what's happening out here so you know there hasn't been a podcast you know a regular podcast in a few weeks and uh, that will probably continue same with the youtube channel trucking answers on youtube which has been up for years uh, the podcast not as long going on a year on the podcast though so uh, that's pretty good here as we enter into may <clears throat> here's the thing you know, for years, uh, a decade really, I've been doing the same job. And as those of you know, I had changed what I'm doing. I went over to do a different thing because the money just wasn't there anymore. Where I was working, they had me wait and wait. And so, you know, over time you become complacent. And as they say, you know, you can't become what you want by staying what you are. Prices have been going up due to Putin. So I'm told on the news, Putin's price hike sarcasm alert <laughs> all right but it really everything's been going up and you know maybe in the last year or so probably been up a hundred dollars a week maybe at work they're just not big on raises because you know honestly they've said well you know it's the best job in the area you can't really do any better than this which is certainly not true all right because calling around for other jobs i found i was easily underpaid 25 to 40 percent maybe more and, um, you know, especially with the waiting, the free waiting is what really got me. And so I had I had to decide, you know, if I stay at that job, then, yeah, I can continue to do YouTube and regular podcasts and everything, because even during my waiting time, I could do these things. So, uh, you know, or, you know, do I change to get more money? That's the thing. And I don't know if some of you know it. And it's just kind of a practical matter for people that YouTube you know, if you're not willing to run your own ads, um, if, if you're a tiny channel like I am, YouTube really doesn't pay much for the ads that go on your channel. So you need to run all these other ads where you sell things personally or you have affiliate links and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to turn the channel into something where it's just sales. And then people would say, and I think rightly so, well, you know, there's Mark selling out. You know, Mark is selling out. He's just selling stuff now. He's just trying to extract money from us. You know, uh, that kind of thing. And and that's not what I want the channel to be. But really, I wasn't really making uh, any money 
at my job and so and with YouTube hardly paying anything to be honest with you which I didn't mind you know I love doing it but the practical matter is with everything going up and you know look I'm not uh, I'm not 22 anymore in my extreme upper 30s I have to decide how many more years I'm going to be able to do everything and uh, you know I have bills to pay like everybody else so it just came down to a practical matter of wanting to make more money where I'm way underpaid in the industry and needing to make more money and just being sick of sitting around and not getting paid anything you know I'm just not going to sit around for you know one week 17 hours of total waiting time and not get paid for it and that's just not going to happen okay I, and I don't think anybody should do that whether you're on the road uh, you're home every day or you work at Burger King to be honest with you if you are at work I think you should get paid okay period um, and I'm not doing it either I'm just simply not and they're like well you know you're not going to find anything better you know you're just, just not because I said I'm leaving and so <laughs> I left right so here we are <clears throat> but uh, you know I'm really working and I will tell you just the second week you know at my new place I made over a thousand dollars more that week than I had been making okay that's true so I'm also getting to train people I had a person go with me this week which is what I love to do you know and I was never allowed to do that because the people that were allowed to train were the brown nose suck-ups with their head up the boss's butt uh, and that only worked straight days so they were in there always you know being yes men for management oh yeah you know they hundred percent support uh, every corporate stupid corporate policy and every other stupid policy that comes out yeah we should do this you're great boss so I was never allowed to to train the way I want to because I'm not somebody that's gonna say oh yeah every every single policy is the greatest policy ever that's simply not true okay it just isn't I don't want to go through all that corporate garbage I just want to train people I just want to help them change their lives and you know get a better career than maybe what they had or train them to do what they're doing so uh, here I'm able to do that already you know and that's exactly what I want to do but besides that the pay has been really something you know a bigger way bigger increase and it's not like I live in a big town I want to tell people that too you know in Lafayette Indiana we have a hundred thousand people in the area but I'm an hour outside of Indianapolis so you know and really two maybe two two and a half hours to Chicago so it's not like I live in some kind of huge metropolis well Mark you live in the biggest city in the world you're gonna get a great job no 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 look around if you want something better look around look around for it and don't settle for less thing you want but to not sell out on YouTube I had to change jobs it was either one or the other I could have run a bunch of ads taken all kinds of ad money and every five seconds be trying to sell you something else hey look at this don't you know go over here here's an affiliate link for this and I don't want to make the channel that I didn't want to do that and so because of that I can't put out podcasts as often as I did I can't put out YouTube videos as often as I did I just simply don't have the time because I am working more but at least I'm paid for all that time I mean a couple of weeks ago I was closing in on 70 hours of actual work but remember overtime past 40 makes that kind of work pretty sweet but because of that uh, and I got to drive farther because you almost have to drive farther when you're going four miles to work <clears throat> every job is farther than your previous job was for you but with a longer commute as well you know it's just I'll come home and you know be up 30 minutes go to bed some days and then get back up 
go back to work and we've had different start times there's only six of us here at the moment so although they're working to get more people and by the way this is pretty funny i was talking to the boss there about that considering the big driver shortage and that they have 170 people apply okay 170 people there are six jobs at the moment right now they're going to add some people later this summer but there are six all right so there's no shortage of people that want a job and so he was able just like it used to be he was able to filter through and get the people with the with experience that had an excellent record you know because that's important so that's what i tell people all the time you know keep a great driving record no matter what a company tells you to do do not do something that will impact your personal record because at some point you're going to need it and that is very important but you know that's neither here nor there really to keep the channel you know i had to sacrifice something and unfortunately it had to be that because the money just there isn't there for that and to increase the money from youtube i would have had to run a bunch of ads you just be bombarded with ads which i could have done right you could do that and every five minutes i'm running another ad hey go buy this go check into this get savings on this do this but then it just becomes a vehicle to to sell to people you know it just becomes a selling vehicle and then you have to worry well i got to sell something else what am i going to sell next and you you may end up taking ads or running ads for things that you may or may not even believe in or use you know uh, stuff like that and uh, i just don't want to do that i get i get constant like a good one would be uh you know um, you know why can't i think of it right now <laughs> that the uh and there's an app that truck drivers use. Tons of uh, drivers use it. I just truck smart. I can't think of it. Anyway, they they forever have emailed me probably every couple of weeks. Hey, you know, we'd love to run stuff on your channel or whatever. I don't use it, though. You know, for parking and that. I don't use that app <clears throat> because I don't need to find parking, right? Now, what I could have done is say, yeah, yeah, I'll run that ad. You know, let's run that ad. But that's kind of disingenuous because I don't use it. You know, I don't need to find scales. You know, I don't need to find parking. You know, I don't need to see if the way station is open. So is running, would that running that ad be the right thing? See, I could do that. But I don't think it would be right for me to do that. Saying, yeah, hey, go check this out. This is some kind of great app or whatever. I don't use it. And that's, that's just not right. You know, the few things that I did on there, you know, I do use. Like the heated jacket, you know, some dash cams and that it's things that i tried and like but stuff other things i get lots of these and if you'll start a youtube channel you don't have to have that many subscribers before you start getting requests to run ads for different things but a lot of them i don't use so like that app i'm like no you know i can't use this uh, for an ad because i don't use this product you know, and I'm not some kind of saint or whatever, but I do think that if you're going to put a product out, no matter what it is, and endorse it and say, go check it out and go buy it so that when you buy it, I get a commission from it. It should be something that you use and you like and you think is good and worthwhile for people to go check out and use. Otherwise, what the heck are you? What the heck good is it? You know, if you're not having that kind of integrity, that's terrible. I see a lot of that on YouTube. And I got to believe that a lot of these people have never even seen the thing that they're endorsing or whatever. And I still like that. I don't like it and I'm, I'm not going to do it. 
I'm not going to do it to make money. So the other way for me to make money as a truck driver is to go get a different driving job. <laughs> but that pays more. That pays considerably more when you are low paid. And to do that, unfortunately, it has to take more of my time. It takes up more of my time. And it, because of the different kinds of start times, I've started at 7 a.m., 2 p.m., noon. I've been all over the place. Okay, I've come home at 7 p.m. I've been home at 4 a.m., you know, it just is crazy. And, uh, you know, but that's that's just how it is when you're doing this. So there will be podcasts. This is not over. There'll be videos. And I'm doing I did a live show, you know, earlier. And, uh, you know, just continue to do this stuff as I can do it. I just won't be able to have a regular show probably for some time. I won't be able to have a regular podcast time but when I get time like today we're going to do podcasts and I'm going to do shows and I'm going to do these kind of things and still put them out there because I still believe that trucking is a good career and there are a lot of garbage places that you know are terrible I see ads England's running an ad for a great job at Dollar General I guess where you unload every every box every day so uh, you know for little money for them you know hey come on over here you know, stuff like that. And we're still going to talk about all those kind of things. And I hope everybody will keep the talk going while I'm uh, at work because it still needs to be talked about. That's the whole key to everything. New people go online now and look for all kinds of information. So we need to still put it out there and let them know, hey, this is a better place. Don't go here. Do this kind of thing. That's how it's working, and that's why I haven't been around here, and that will probably continue for at least a little while until we get set up and everybody can get a regular schedule and get a little bit more planning in. So there you go with that. That's what I wanted to say about that. Keep people updated and informed on what's going on here. So there have been a couple things in the news that are not necessarily trucking related, but they're freedom related, which I think relates to everybody that are on my mind, and I'm going to talk about them right here. So there. What do you think about that? So neener, neener, boo-boo to that. So number one is a flag controversy in Boston, which I thought was very interesting. It went to the Supreme Court. So in Boston, apparently, you can, as a, a group or organization or anything else, have your flag flown on a flagpole uh you know at the city building or whatever they run the flag up the flagpole literally and then you get the flag back with like a certificate you know that says this flag was flown at the city you know for whatever period of time and that's all well and good i guess but here you know in the united states the government remember cannot have a point of view Okay, so what happened is a Christian organization whose name I don't know, and I'm too lazy to go look up right now, apparently, asked the city to fly their flag. And it was a background, but it had a cross on it. And they said no. And I thought to myself, you cannot do that because they flew other flags. They flew pride flags. They flew all kinds of other flags there, but they denied them because it was a Christian flag. And not because it was a Christian flag, but because it was a religious flag. <clears throat> Here's the problem. Once you allow people to fly their flag of their organization or whatever, you have to allow all people to fly their flag or organization. The government can't pick and choose that way at 
all. And so this went through the courts and it went to the Supreme Court, which I knew the Christian organization would win. And they did 9-0. Okay, 9-0. The city must fly their flag. Absolutely. Once cities do this, everybody gets to get involved in it. Okay, it was, I think, Little Rock, Arkansas, a couple of years ago, had the same kind of thing. They allowed organizations to put religious displays around their courthouse um, during holidays. And so a satanic temple came in and said, hey, we want to put our little display up there, too. And the city's like, no way. Well, guess what? The court said Yahweh, kind of like Yahweh, because they don't get to have a point of view. You don't get to pick because you don't like it. That's not freedom anymore. And <laughs> you can't say people are free to put up whatever they want as long as I agree with it. That's not how freedom of speech works and certainly freedom of religion in this country. Because it isn't something you personally believe in doesn't mean people don't have a right to say it. And that, I think, has been a big problem here, certainly in the last year or two. All right. So because you're offended by something, because you don't like what something is, you don't agree with it, it may personally repulse you. It doesn't matter. Okay. The government doesn't get to pick and choose that. So they were allowed to put their thing up there. And just like in Boston, this organization will now be allowed to fly their flag. Boston has been reprimanded by the court, as it should have been, absolutely. You don't get to pick and choose that. I love it. See, that's what people forget about freedom, is freedom is for everybody, not just for people that agree with you. Okay, so freedom is for all people, including all religion. And just because it's not something you prescribe to something you follow something you agree with that doesn't make any difference okay if it's on government property that property is for everybody not just you and people believe what you like it's all people even if what you put up there is offensive okay to a group organization or um, basically everybody it doesn't matter okay it doesn't make any difference it gets to be put up there and you just get to be offended by it you know, for years, somehow people tolerated being offended, and now they have to go run into a safe space. Oh, you can't say that. You're offending me. Tough. Okay, tough. You know, get a little bit tougher and a thicker skin. You don't have to look at it. But the government property, flagpoles, when they're allowing everybody to fly their flag there, they're for everybody then. Once they say everybody can fly a flag here, guess what? Everybody gets to fly a flag there not people you agree with or people oh i don't agree with that so so you can't do that no that was gary many years ago right when they had that uh the kkk went up there and wanted to have a parade in gary <laughs> of all places i don't know who'd want to have a parade in gary uh let's parade in front of all these built boarded up houses but uh the city said no and they went to court same thing they said absolutely you have to give them a permit because they're an organization and you don't get to decide who gets a permit based on the thing just because you don't like it. So because something's offensive, that's the speech we have to protect the most. Okay, really. When you find something offensive, when, when the whole country finds something offensive, that's the speech you protect. Okay, that is, that's the speech that needs protection from the Constitution. That's why we have it. 
All right, that's the speech that we have to hold closer than anything because somebody's offended by it. Though that speech gets protected. We don't want a country where only the only speech that's allowed is the government approved speech and then it goes through all these goofy left organizations to decide whether or not it's hate speech or not. No. That's not that's not freedom. That's not a country you want to live in. That's 1984. Okay, that's some dystopian goofball future that I don't want any part of. I don't want to be any part of it at all. So keep it away from me. The other thing which brings up a lot of controversy, of course, which has been out recently, is the abortion issue. Okay, and we're not going to be for or against abortion here, but I want you to think about it in a different way. Okay, in a different way. And that is, uh, you know, this week a leaked draft, of course, was put out, as we heard about on every news organization. NPR nearly exploded. There has all nearly exploded all at one time when they heard about this, but uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Nina Totenberg seeing her head explode, that'd be pretty funny. All right, anyways, <laughs> so a leaked draft where, you know, we're talking about the constitutional rights and all this kind of thing. And here's what I want you to think about, because this was put out on the news a number of times, uh, okay, a number of times, where people said, hey, the Supreme Court has already decided this issue. Okay, is that your argument? Is that going to be your argument? Because the Supreme Court has revisited many issues that it has already decided. So should we go back and say, the first time a Supreme Court decides an issue, that's it. Okay, we don't get to decide anything again. Is that where we're going to go with this? Because are we going to go back to separate water fountains? Okay, separate but equal. Remember, that's already been decided. Right? Right? Is that where we go with this issue? See, here's the thing. There's only about 19 or so enumerated powers in the Constitution of the United States, which I love the Constitution. That's all the things the federal government gets to do or regulate. That's it. Tenth Amendment, right, says specifically, right, things not here in the Constitution are reserved for the states or the people, period. The states and to the people, respectively, I believe is the exact wording. And that's it. The Constitution limits the federal government. That's what it's for. It doesn't limit you. It limits the federal government. Okay, so any issue not listed there is reserved to the states. That's in there. That's what it actually says. If it, it's the, the document says, look, if it ain't here, the states get to decide it. Okay? Simple. It seems simple. That's how the country's set up. This isn't like one huge country, okay, where the national law rules the country. We have a framework of a constitution, and then each individual state has different rules in its own state. Okay? That's how it works. That's how it is supposed to work. If you do not like the rules of your state, move or travel to another state to get a service or whatever you want somewhere else that is actually how the country is supposed to work 50 individual states governed by their own people and you know surrounded by the framework of the united states constitution so each state has to sign on to the constitution so you know okay so freedom of speech we can't say in some states there's no freedom of speech that's not how that works they say no no we agree to the u.s constitution and then other things though things not in the constitution are reserved to the states okay they're reserved to the states that's what it says and that's how it should be all and that's not just this issue okay all these stupid issues that the, go the federal government takes over none of them in my opinion are legal 
and I'm not a lawyer, but you know what? I can have an opinion about the Constitution, which is probably 98% of what the federal government does is illegal, in my opinion. Okay, 98%, I would say, of the things that they do, including this issue. Okay, it's not a federal issue. It's not listed, so it's not federal. That's my opinion. But the, the it, was, it was on NPR. I listen to 105.9 here, which is NPR station, a lot and to, to get their side of stuff. And that's what they were talking about immediately. Oh, my God, this has already been decided. Okay. Okay. But don't hang your hat on that unless you're willing to hang your hat on it. Then we have to go back through, see the first time an issue is decided by the Supreme Court and say, well, okay, f- issue since after that time, no ruling after that is valid because it was already been decided. And I don't know if you want to go down that road. Really don't. Because a lot of you people that are voting, you don't think you'd be allowed to vote anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of issues. I think there'd be a lot of issues over time. Because as we, you know, realize things, issues uh, maybe change a little bit and the Supreme Court makes some kind of different decision on things. So be careful. Be careful hanging your hat on that issue, no matter which side of this you're on. No matter which side. Be careful to hang your hat on an issue that says, hey, the Supreme Court's already decided this. Okay. Because that's going to be a problem. You may not get even an opinion on it based on an earlier Supreme Court decision. How about that? Think about that. Think about how you look and, uh, you know, your sex and stuff and decide if you want to say, hey, the Supreme Court's already decided this because that's going to be pretty dangerous depending on who you are in this society. Okay, just be careful with that. So think about that and go reread your Constitution and especially read the 10th Amendment and then come back to me with what you have to say about that. All right. So uh, that's where we're going on those two issues today. Now, look. I've yammered on long enough. Let's get to some trucking news, can we, shall we? Probably the biggest thing going on in trucking right now is speed limiters. Oh my gosh. Speed limiters back in the news, but this isn't just some far off idea anymore. There's a notice of proposed rulemaking where people can go comment about this. And they're saying either 60, 65, or 68 miles an hour. And they actually want people to comment and say which one they think would be better how this improves safety, among other things, and, uh, you know, what um, what the cost will be, which is really hardly anything. You just plug the truck in, how hard it is to do, it's simple, that kind of thing. And um, this, this is coming, okay? This isn't just, oh, you know, the government thinks they should do this. Once they get to the notice of proposed rulemaking, um, and as for these kind of comments, they are planning on implementing some kind of speed limiter rule. Now, this isn't going to... It's not like, oh, in two days, the trucks have to be speed limited. That's not the case. But this is coming. This is not just an idea. This is now coming. I think as long as this administration is in, this has a good chance, a good, very good chance of passing. Many countries around the world do use speed limiters for trucks. I don't like them. I have always said that roads shouldn't have a speed limit. They should have a speed. And if you cannot go that speed, you cannot be on that road, period. (laughs) You wouldn't be ticketed from it. You'd be prohibited from it. And if you're out there, you know, I would say lose your license. So, for instance, if there's an 85-mile-hour speed limit road and you're in a truck going 65 and you go out, you get on that road, I'd pull your license. Okay? It wouldn't just be, you know, oh, you know, just a, here's a ticket. No, for too slow. You are a safety hazard. And a safety hazard should not be on the road. Simple 
as that. You'd have to take a side road. Interstate should be for high-speed travel between cities. That's it. Okay, so, uh, you know, outside of, uh, <clears throat> you know, populated areas, I'd really crank the speed limit on them so people can get where they're going. And if you're in a car, truck, or anything else that can't maintain that speed, you know, take US 30 across the country. You know, that's what I'm saying. The speed limit should be eliminated, and it should just be a speed. These differences in speed are already a problem. All right, we have goofy large companies that try to maintain 58 miles an hour, which is complete stupidity. Okay, complete stupidity. And if you're out following that, you are a road hazard on the interstate. You're simply a road hazard. Oh, well, Mark, I need to make money. Why don't you just go somewhere that pays you better? Okay, why don't you just go somewhere that pays you better? So that's simple as that. You know, uh, there shouldn't be this now. Out west now, many, many company trucks are 65 to 68 miles an hour already. A limit on them. And it's unsafe. And I'd have all those trucks off the road. Tons of testing and tons of data collection have proven that the difference in speed on really any road is a problem. When there's a major speed difference, there's what's called an interaction. An interaction is where one vehicle overtakes another one or has to change what it's doing because of another vehicle. That's an interaction. So the more interactions that are on a road, the more accidents that are on a road. It's just as simple as that. Everybody would maintain the same speed. You'd have less interactions and you have less roadway accidents. So for true safety, everyone should be going the same speed on a road, the same speed. But unfortunately, the government doesn't care or listen to me. They don't care about me or anything like that. All they care about is uh, what the big companies tell them because they pay them money. And these speed limiters are supported by ATA and other large uh, you know, organizations like that. So do I agree with it? No, absolutely not. I mean, absolutely not. The 60s, crazy, right? Imagine the traffic backups then. And not everybody will quite be going the same speed because of different tire sizes, right? So as soon as you put new tires on, you see your speed, your speedometer is based on rotations of your tire. The computer is set for how many times the tire turns in one mile. And this sometimes is printed on the tires and can be seen on the tires website. Generally, there's a way to find that out. You could actually do the math on it, too. If you want to do some math, how many rotations of your tire based on its height is one mile? And that's what they said in the computer. Uh, so say it's 3,000 okay, of your tire when it's new. So then as the tire gets a little worn... You start out at maybe 30, 30 seconds. Now we're down to 4, 30 seconds. Well, the tire is not as tall, right? So that 3,000 rotations do not take you quite as far, and your speed drops off slightly because it's that's how the computer reads how fast you're going. So someone else with fresh tires that are the same size, it's actually going a little bit faster than you. So now... Here comes this truck to pass you up, right? Going on, you know, slightly faster than you, and it takes, you know, 12 and a half miles to pass you. But hey, they don't care. What do they care? Just hold everybody up, holds all the cars up and everything. It's a bad idea. It's totally a bad idea. But hey, this administration has never been one that's been accused of, you know, not putting forth a bunch of bad ideas. I'll tell you that. And this is just another one in those long line of bad ideas. Will it pass? Yeah. 
Now I'm way more than 50-50 that yes, some kind of speed limiter mandate goes into effect. Yes. So be careful and look out for that. Now, Pete Buttigieg came out and said, hey, you know what the big problem in the industry is? Retention. Ta-da! He gets it. Finally, somebody that actually gets it. Now, whether anything is done with it or not, I don't know. But he said they looked into their data and 300,000 people a year quit the industry. Mostly new drivers. Mostly people that have been in the industry less than a year. And that is borne out always by research. Only a couple of percent of people make it five years in uh, in trucking. And if you make it five years, then you pretty much are going to stay in. But most people that get in don't stay in for a variety of reasons. The pay initially is low. I think over-the-road pay is always low for the hours that you'd have to do. I think road drivers should make $3,000 a week, certainly. Uh, gross pay as a company driver. Uh, I don't really know any that do that or very few that legally do that as a W-2 employee. So, you know, being gone from your family for weeks at a time is generally not a great plan. Maybe having three people in a truck, uh, not such a good idea either. Stuff like this. So uh, all the sitting, uh, you know, not being paid, all the regular list of problems that are evident in trucking. And also, <clears throat> I think people that go into trucking to try to better themselves i don't think that um i don't think it's explained to them properly of what exactly is expected maybe there should be one of those educational educational films like they used to have in the 70s trucking and you what to expect kind of thing you know where they explain where they explain you know i can imagine in black and white it's being put on the film projector i don't know how many people remember that from school but you'd have to go get the projector and bring it into the classroom and watch a film but maybe that kind of thing should be something that people have to watch maybe there should be a waiting period before you go to truck school maybe you should get all the information watch the film and then have to sit around and think about it for 48 hours before you actually start truck school where you think it's going to change your life and i do think trucking can change your life it certainly can change your life 2000 weeks certainly possible in trucking i've always said that you know it's life-changing money Especially for somebody that has, you know, maybe not a great education or even not even a high school diploma or, you know, has some background problems, you know, even up to felonies or whatever. It's life changing. It can be life changing money and a whole career that'll take you your whole life, even still today. But most people do not stay with it. And part of that just is that people quit. OK, there's always quitters. People start something and then give it up. They're like, oh, quit. You know, now you can stay with something too long, but also you give something, you know, a week and you're like, forget this. I'm out of here. You know, you don't have any idea about about it. So <clears throat> if you'll stay in initially just for a little bit of time, certainly a year, maybe six months even, and keep a clean record, then you can go get a better job or the, a job more to your liking. If you were willing to put, say, six months into being over the road, I think at that point, certainly, you could go get a local job if that is something that you wanted. So you tell your family, look, for six months, we're going to sacrifice. I'm going to go make the most money as possible, and then I'll go get a local job. But you don't know that. You know, when you're just starting, you don't know anything about the industry. You don't even realize that. You think, crap, is this how it's going to be? Is this it? You know, and you don't really realize what's going on because you don't have the insight or you haven't been in the industry. So then you get out of the industry and just quit. So pretty interesting now i talked about this on the last live show that i did i watched a video you know as per making money because i uh you know i this was suggested a guy did uber uber for 28 days four solid weeks 
And he said he's going to work hard and see how much money he can make. He made over $13,000. All right, think about that. He spent like 800 bucks in gas. He did an oil change. And uh, with taxes out, you know, he netted like $9,000. $9,000. Now, he did put 4,600 miles on his car, but that's nearly $2 a mile in your car. All right, which is better than some companies advertise for owner-operators of a semi. And this is after-tax money, not before-tax money. So I just want you to consider that if you're stuck on the road or whatever, there are many, many ways, many ways to make money if you just keep your eyes open to it. Now, he did work a lot, and he got all the, he did the quests, you know, and there were bonuses and stuff, but they're always putting that kind of stuff out over there at Uber. Is that some kind of sustainable thing long term? I don't know. You put 60,000 miles a year in your car. So every couple of years you need a car. But, you know, that's over $2,000 a week net to you. So that isn't bad money. There's lots of ways to make money. And you don't have to spend, you know, three months at a time in a truck with three people. There's lots of different ways to do it. There's tons of local jobs. There's tons of road jobs. Every different kind of thing. Try to figure out something that other people aren't doing. Find a new thing. Find something unusual. Find something different. Find something where you need an endorsement. Find something that people are unwilling to do or unable to do due to its physical needs or just something that they don't want to do. And do that. Do that. That's where your money is. When you do the same thing as everybody else, you know, lemmings, they all go over the cliff together. Do something different. Be different. Don't do the same thing that other people do and you won't have any problem being successful. You remember a couple of years ago, Swift Transportation, you ever heard of them? Yeah, they're a big carrier. Hey, they had to settle um, a different lawsuit for $100 million for uh, for a bunch of owner-operators for a bunch of stuff and misclassifying. Remember that? Even though they don't admit any wrongdoing, let's be clear about that. Well, guess what? They have to settle yet another lawsuit. They're settling another lawsuit for $7 million this time without admitting any wrongdoing. So they didn't do anything wrong. And this is for what? Not paying people to fuel, not paying for drop and hook, not paying for miles in excess of the miles that are listed. Uh, you know, all these kind of things. It's, uh, you know, what else to say? Okay, uh, performing pre and post trip inspections, right? Waiting for dispatch. Okay, so that kind of thing. What is, not paying them wages due following their separation from employment. So they're paying another $7 million. Do you know it's, it's always the same places? That are in the news doing this yeah they don't admit any wrongdoing but they're going to settle for seven more million dollars for some other people for doing the same kind of thing listen stop going to places where they don't pay you for the work that you do okay you shouldn't have to sue a place to get paid to do work all right any place that has you work without getting paid shouldn't be some place that's on your radar as a place to work guess what drop and hook is part of your job you only doing it for work, and therefore you should get paid. That's how I figure something. Are you doing this because of work, or is this something you're just doing? Okay, so that's two different things. So if like you're eating a sandwich, you have to eat anyways. Drop and hook, do you do drop and hook on your free time? No. Okay, so that should be paid. Fueling the truck, that's a direct work-related um, thing that you're doing, don't you think? Fueling the truck is a business uh, problem, meaning... The truck needs to be fueled so that the company can make money. Okay, that's how the thing is. They pay you to help them make money. That's how you should think about getting paid. They don't pay you because they like you or any or your family or anything like that. 
They pay you to help them make money. That's why they have you there. That's why they have all of us there. If they, if you didn't make them money, they wouldn't have you. They don't just keep people for the heck of it. So is fueling the truck something that helps the company make money? Yes. If you need to change to a different trailer, hey, drop this trailer here and go pick up this trailer. Why are you doing that? Because the company makes money when you do that. They need you to take a different load or a different trailer because they need to make money. Therefore, they need you to do it and therefore you should get paid for it. Do you know why they settle these kind of suits for this drop and hook and you know fueling and all that? Because they don't want the court to rule that yes, drivers need to get paid for time that they work. They don't want that kind of ruling out there. So what they do is settle to shut people up. So people get some money. So a few people that are griped about it get money. But then they just still can still not pay other people for the same thing. All right. And please stop working for free. You should be paid for all this stuff that you're doing. You need to determine, is this a work-related problem? Is work either telling you to do it or you're doing it and it increases the profit that work makes? That's a work thing and that should be paid. Period. So Swift... $7 million. You'll be notified if you're part of this lawsuit. It's been years, of course. Uh, $7 million plus legal expenses Swift has to pay. They don't have to pay it, okay? Let's not put it that way. They haven't been found guilty of any wrongdoing. They've not admitted any wrongdoing. They're just, just like all these other companies, are just doing it out of the goodness of their heart just to get it settled and put this behind them to pay these good people that are just trying to live their life and swift has nothing bad has not done anything bad like asking people to work for free in my opinion it is immoral to ask people to do something for you without paying the money okay so if you have a business and you ask people to do something no matter what it is and that's for your business okay for your business you should pay them it's just as simple. You're taking their time and asking them to perform some type of service, even if it's just waiting. Just sit here and wait, uh, you know, for this load or whatever. They should be paid for that time because you're asking them to do it for you. Hey, the business wants you, that's how it should really be, to wait for the next load here. Well, that time should be paid. All right, I'm about sick of places that don't do it. So here's $7 million more dollars, and I'm sure there'll be more. You know, there's constantly these settlements and here's another one it's just seven large hey no problem we'll just write seven million dollars but what it does it gets them out of court and a court doesn't get to rule on the fact of whether drivers should actually legally be paid for this time okay that's something they don't want so seven get your share of that seven million and it's drivers from uh, let's see here if we can do this if it'll still record me that worked for swift from well, let's do this uh as I flip around here, do, 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 do. Oh, boy, it'd be great. Hey, Mark, it'd be great if you actually did something uh, correctly here. <laughs> I don't know why I can't find it. I just read it on there. So uh, let's do it because I'm not on that page. We're going to just keep talking. Pay them for this. Pay them for that. They violate. They allege that Swift violated labor laws. But Swift says, no way, we didn't do that. So there you go on that kind of stuff. Now I want you to think about this. In the state of Louisiana, the governor has declared uh, basically a logistics emergency. And so they want to help get stuff out of the ports. Okay, the ports. Now this is really something. Right? So they're going to allow you to pull double 
containers out of the ports, but only the 20 footers. Okay, so keep this in mind two 20 foot containers. Okay, doubles. Have you ever pulled a 20 foot container? It's short. Let me tell you, it's a shorty. And the thing is, the governor has raised the maximum weight of a vehicle pulling two containers to 135,000 pounds with two 20-foot containers. Do you know how heavy those containers uh, are going to be? How much weight? You're, you're going to have 40,000, 50,000 in each 20-footer. You know, depending on what your tractor weighs. You come in there with a day cab or something. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> 135,000 pounds for uh, two of them. <clears throat> and only the 20s. You can't pull two 40s out of there, it said. Now, Owite is all griping about this because they're saying, well, you know, they're just forcing people to do more work. Remember this. No one forces you to do anything. You don't have to do it. You can say, I'm not doing it and uh, get another job or whatever. So don't ever think about it like that. But what I think is crazy is how uh, you know unsafe that is. Each of those containers, they're hardly long at all, all right? So they barely, some of them, depending on how the chassis is set up, have a shorter, basically a shorter length than the tractor that's pulling them. You know, I've had to go in when we're just pulling one at a time in Chicago and take my mud flaps off the truck when they would lift out of that little holder or whatever because they would catch on the on the uh, underside of the chassis depending on who made it. So I cannot imagine two of them with 135,000 pound gross weight of the entire unit where that's way more than the current doubles are set up. So and that is really something. I will say pulling containers, a lot of them are stuffed to the gills with stuff. You go to pull it, and it just says, you know, freight all kinds 40,000. That's almost what it would almost always say going, uh, you know, port to port in Chicago. So rail to rail, really. And uh, there really can be heavy. You pull them, you're like, holy mackerel, this five-speed Mac can barely get this thing going. But they're going to allow those on the road at 135,000 pounds so we can alleviate the freight emergency that we're having. Just uh, keep that in mind. When you see somebody pulling double you know, evergreen 20-footers or whatever, uh, ever-givens. Huh, remember that? Uh, remember that? Back to the past. That's really going to be something, but nobody's forced to do it. You can say, I'm not pulling that kind of goofy thing, and they go, pull it or you're fired. You go, well, I'm fired then. You, everything is a choice in life. Everything is a choice, including pulling basically overweight containers. I don't know if you saw this from Jeep. Uh, now in the Grand Wagoneer, you can get the Hurricane inline six turbo available now the 6.4 hemi is 471 horsepower according to jeep and the three liter turbo inline six is 510 horsepower all right so they're really pumping out the power and pumping out the jams okay by the way um if for those of you that like your salt and pepper anyways <laughs> so the problem is it gets better fuel mileage and it's actually faster but would you get it no Okay, no, first year, first year on a new engine, brand new engine, never, no matter who's making it, no matter what brand market, it's the most reliable brand in the world, never get the first brand of anything. It's a $2,000 option, by the way. So any fuel savings, which is, you know, a few miles per gallon, which is a lot considering the Hemi's only 18 highway rated. Um, so even getting into the 20s would be amazing. It won't sound as good, which is part of the problem also, because driving is not just about driving. 
But also, first year and two grand, you won't save that in gas, all right? Unless you do tens of thousands of miles a year, it'll take you the whole life of the vehicle just to end up even on saving $2,000. So, no, would I get it? No, for that reason. And I'll no, also no for the first year. First year of any new thing like that, you don't get. First year of a vehicle, first year of an engine, anything. It's got the same eight-speed automatic. But the first year, absolutely, absolutely not. Now, for those of you uh, also in this dystopian future, in California, have you seen this video of this thing? I watched the video and then read an article about it. They have what looks like a small, I don't know, a small tank, uh, like really small, the size of, say, I don't know, half size of a Volkswagen original Beetle. Okay, how about that? And it's tracked. It's got tracks on both sides of it. And what it has is a bunch of turrets on it all right and i would say turrets is an accurate word and cameras infrared cameras and stuff and you know what it does okay does it go out to shoot people not yet all right you know what it's shooting now almonds <laughs> okay listen listen linda it shoots almonds off of trees as you know or may know to get the almonds off of trees when they harvest them they have a machine that they drive out there and they shake the living crap out of the trees and all the almonds fall off of them. But it turns out some, which they call mummies, which is kind of funny, do not fall off the tree. They're stubborn. They're like, I'm not going anywhere. And I guess when they leave those on the tree, they either have to go out and get them manually off the tree. And I didn't know why they didn't leave them on there until I read this. Well, they rot up there and then they attract pests and which can harm the trees, you know, and harm you know, the next year's crop or whatever. So they have to get those almonds off of there. So they have to go basically pick them off of there. I'm sure with people who are here legally, I'm sure they're not mispaying people by paying them cash under minimum wage illegally. I'm sure that never happens, you know, while they use people here rather than doing the right thing and hiring people at a correct wage. But that's another story. All right. And so this thing, which is something, it's rechargeable. It plugs itself in like a Roomba. All right, it goes, drives around at night and shoots almonds off the trees. I swear to you. So it's air operated and it has a compressor in it and it just shoots some kind of biodegradable pellet, which is what they called it, at the almonds. And it's very accurate. There's a video about it. It's like pew, 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 pew. And it's shooting these almonds off the trees. And that's kind of the sound it makes, like kind of like blowing air through, you know, a spitball at your teacher and Mrs. Gehildemeimer. Uh, you know, in third grade. So the thing is, someday the almond's going to be you running down the street away from these tracked vehicles that are shooting non-biodegradable lead pellets at you. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's really something. So, and it's very accurate, and an almond is not large, as you know, and this thing looked like it's about three feet or four feet tall at the most. So they're shooting these out of trees. So it could shoot you out of a window later or running down the street or whatever, because that day is coming. There's probably already using these things. DARPA's probably already got these things in the military as it is to figure out how to control people who have a dissenting view from the new, uh, you know, truth squad as it goes in the government although that should have been at the beginning of the podcast but this is a real thing in automotive where it blasts almonds <laughs> almonds right out of a tree 
and the th almond went flying out of the tree. It's really the most amazing thing I've seen in a while. And so remember this. Just remember this, Pac. I'll be long gone because they'll take me out first because I'm out speaking publicly. But, you know, when these things are chasing you down the street, you remember, oh, right, Mark told me about these as you get pelted in the back of the head with these pellets. So just keep it in mind. That reminds me of the Disinformation Governance Board, which, you know, I, I was thinking about earlier, too. I don't think it stands up anywhere to court scrutiny, but the gov to even suggest that someone in the government, in any level of the government, would put together a board to determine whether something posted somewhere on the Internet or social media or anywhere else is the truth is incredible and should scare everybody on both sides all sides of the aisle okay congress shall make no law period free speech okay who decides what's true this should scare you especially if you have a viewpoint that isn't the viewpoint of the government is the flat earth society should they not be permitted to put anything out there okay should you know anybody with a viewpoint what about religion should they not be allowed to put anything out there? Okay. What is the government need to prove something is true? Right. So, uh, you know, that's a real, real problem. This is just like 1984, right? Just like the KGB, just like all that stuff. You know, the government doesn't get to decide what you post, right? No way should anybody want that there's no way anybody should want there because what remember whenever oh hunter biden that's just not even real and people were banned from twitter and everywhere else for even posting about that and guess what the story turned out to be true didn't it they found all the found the computer found oh well maybe it was true you know you just never uh can tell so because somebody posts something uh you say oh well that's not true isn't it who decides that? Really, you should decide that. But you do not want your government deciding what you can watch, what you can't watch, what you can read, what you can't read. There's all kinds of alternative publications, as they would as they would be called now, right? Which probably aren't alternative to some people. But because you will read something or want to see something or belong to a group of people that believe something, uh, you know, so what? That's not the government to decide where's freedom. If the government decides what you can post, that's it. Once they control the posting, that's why we have freedom of the press, okay? And this podcast would also be considered the press, all right? So the, does the government get to come in and censor me then? There's like blanks of like seven-minute blanks in here where it says the government. This has been censored by the government disinformation, uh, you know, viewing board or whatever. You, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? If you have not gotten the book, 1984, go get it. It's available everywhere. It's probably low cost as an audiobook and listen to it. Okay. Listen to it, read it, do whatever. This is exactly where we do not want to go. And I cannot believe more people have not spoken out about it. Uh, although many major press and uh, news organizations did speak out against it. Of course, NPR is all for it because they love to silence that's always the viewpoint of that side though everything is okay for you to say as long as we agree with it and then you're free to say whatever you want right <laughs> that's freedom isn't it no it isn't freedom that's the problem it isn't freedom and this should scare 
everybody. It should scare you, me, which it does. Your left, your right, your center, you're over there, you're way off here. It doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. This we should all stand up against. And uh, it's sad that it got this far. It's sad that it's even that even the government thinks it's okay to suggest they would do something like that should scare everybody. Really, it should. I think now it is time to find out why we don't live on Mars. Okay, not just the government disinformation board, okay, which is one reason we should go to Mars and start our new society without said government. But, but that's not it today. Okay, we don't live on Mars because there's a bunch of stupid idiot people here that waste our money, our tax money, right? Because they're idiots and we have to feed them dry cheese sandwiches and let them eat, you know, buy honey buns from the commissary while they rot in jail, wasting our money because they're stupid and should be immediately sterilized, at least, at least for the rest of our sakes. So we go to North Carolina, where we find a bunch of teenagers, probably boys, as usually it is men in these articles, although this one doesn't say. That's what I kind of have to assume, because look, let's face it. We're idiots, okay? Basically, uh, that we survived this long is always amazing to me. Um, without the help of women, uh, there wouldn't be a society uh, for several reasons, uh, but one of which is we're just stupid, right? So let's just be honest about that. And so these teenagers um, are in school and are like, you know what? We're bored, stupid, idiot teenagers. Let's play a prank on the school. And her friends are like, oh, yeah, let's do that because we're dumb. Uh, let me feed my Tamagotchi first. All right. So uh, anybody who gets that joke, be sure to write markettruckinganswersnation.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I can't believe it. All right. So they go and then they make their plan. They hatch a plan. All right. And what do they need for their plan? Apparently a bunch of Mountain Dew probably. <laughs> So they take this Mountain Dew to the school, but what do they do with it? They drink it. <laughs> okay, get ready for it. And then they get in the school. They drink a lot of it, apparently, uh, and not sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> and they go in the school and, of course, do what you always do to prank the school, which is pee everywhere. They pee all over the hallways of the school. Yes, that is correct. Why do they do this? I have no idea. They're idiots, okay? They're just complete stupid idiots. Um, the thing that they don't realize, which you kind of figure anymore today, the school has cameras. The school's got cameras. And when there's this motion in the hallways, apparently it sets off the cameras and it sends a silent alarm to the po-po, not the pp. Apparently in the popo, it said pee-pee, so, which is kind of funny. Uh, anyways, so the police show up, and guess what? They're still in there, apparently peeing all over the place. And I don't know. They must have a major amount of pee. It seems to me once you're done, you're done for a while. But hey, what do I know? I'm just, uh, you know, a truck driver. So they've apparently peed on a lot of the hallway. They get arrested for this. It turns out it's a felony. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's a felony. One of them was filming it, and that person got arrested. I love it for uh, child uh, pornography because the people that are, some of them are in there, are under 18, like apparently most of them. And so 
You can't film their pee-pees because that's illegal. No matter even if they give their permission, it's statutory. So I love that. Although that'll probably be dropped, I think. I'm not a lawyer. But either way, they got arrested and uh, they have to pay restitution and they do all this other stuff. So the school's got to be like totally disinfected and everything. Yeah. And uh, will they be humiliated by that or will they be heroes? I don't know. It depends how dumb all their friends are. So the uh, the moral of the story is pick better friends. But, you know, so the police have to come out now that school is funded by the taxpayer. So we have to pay for the cleanup. Although I would make them pay restitution, they should have to do the cleaning. Also, in my opinion, not only should they have to pay to clean, to replace the carpets and all that, they should have to come in and scrub down the school. That should be their restitution. Okay, scrubbing the hallways, scrub the floor, scrub the whole school down and still pay the janitors, of course. So I don't want them to lose out on money because of these idiots. But the janitors also shouldn't have to clean this kind of thing up. This isn't a normal mess. Okay, this is something that uh, the kids should have to clean up under supervision of the janitors. So, and they should have to pay for their own cleaning supplies, bring their own mop, all that. None of that should have to be come out of taxpayer money. But look, let's face it. This is why we're not on Mars. Do you think these kids are going to get to Mars? No, because they're stupid. They're too busy peeing in the school instead of learning something. Even though the what they're learning is probably minimal, it's probably more than they're learning uh, peeing in the hallways and the lockers and stuff. What if it gets inside somebody's locker, right? I want all my stuff replaced, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's why we aren't on Mars because of idiot, stupid people, mostly men doing dumb things that we have to then uh, pay our taxpayer money for. So that's the story today. Tamagotchi Day on <laughs> Trucking Answers. Thanks for listening. There'll be more of these coming out as I get some time. Just hang in there, okay? Uh, so stay with it. Keep up the good fight. Uh, and uh, we'll be back soon with another Trucking Answers.